Welcome to the Hyper Voice, episode 115. This is a show all about Pokemon's video game championship series. I'm your host, Steven Morioka, and I am here with Alex Underhill. Heyo! Alex is here, finally freed from his uh, NDA. He can share all he wants about the Pokemon Players Cup 2, and boy, that's a relief. Yeah, yeah, finally, uh... Finally able to just kind of talk freely about the results of this and kind of go into speculation about the rest of it. Uh, we obviously have addressed the fact that those results are very much out there. So this has been known by the general public, or at least the inner VGC community for a long time. Uh, finally went live to the general public, the people that don't follow VGC as closely, but uh, tune in every now and then to see what are the results of, I guess, this Tournament of players that they don't follow all the time, but follow some of the time. <laughs> Weird, huh? So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, as you mentioned, the results have been public and out there uh, pretty much since the conclusion of the second weekend on November 14th. So those uh, tweets and all that info was out immediately. Just a lot of you players under NDA couldn't share anything about that, but now you can. So we're going to talk about your run a little bit, some more of the details from that second weekend, and we can talk about our, uh, you know, our finalists for the global finals here and uh, all that good stuff. We're going to do all that. We're just going to take a short detour first to talk about a little update um, for Pokemon TV. Now, I got to admit, I did not know what Pokemon TV was at first, but... Um, and it's apparently an app you can get on your uh, mobile devices, as well as uh, it's something that's available on Pokemon.com. Uh, specifically, it's watch.pokemon.com. And uh, this essentially allows people to watch uh, Pokemon, the anime, so, you know, Pokemon the series, so episodes, uh, movies, other all that other good stuff. As well as uh, now there's an update for um, competitive play. So you can watch former matches from... Previous uh, tournaments we've had, such as internationals or world championships of the past. So, neat update for the competitive um, community, I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty awesome feature. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised you hadn't heard of this. I don't know how much you uh, care about the actual Pokemon anime. I uh, I used to find it a little bit more interesting until I like realized that it basically just evolves down to like I don't know. All the episodes are so disconnected, and then there's just, like, so many of them. I wonder how many episodes Pokemon's at. It's probably over a thousand. Is it, like, longer than, like, stuff like One Piece? I bet it is. Um, that's a good question. They might be, Pokemon like, any... they might be, like, neck and neck now, because uh, One Piece is close to a thousand. I know Pokemon's maybe, like, over a thousand. There's somewhere at, yeah. like, uh... Go ahead. Pokemon's at 1135 from my, just, like, quick Google search, so... Ah, yeah, Pokemon's got a lot, a lot of episodes, and, uh, you know, there's only so much plot development you can do in that, especially in a kid's show that doesn't, you know, push the narrative too far along. Man, I wish it did. I, I wish there was, like, some, like, I don't know, that's why I enjoyed, all, like, the, the other side series, like, Origins, like, uh, what was that, like, YouTube series, the, um, oh, what, the, oh it's, the, it's been the re- this year, right? Um. No, th- that one was good too. Pokemon Twilight Skywing? Wings was cool. Twilight Wings, Twilight uh, Wings. That's Twilight it. Wings was cool. I was talking about the one that was uh, a bunch of like shorts uh, that revolved around like legendaries. There was that cool one where like Mega Rayquaza fights Deoxys. Man, uh, that was a cool thing. This sounds familiar. I don't remember the name though. I'm uh, gonna do some more googling. Pokemon Mega Rayquaza versus. <laughs> Deoxys. Pokemon Generations. Okay. Oh, yes. That's it. That's the name. That's Pokemon right. Pokemon Generations. The, uh, there's a, a bunch of 
shorts of various lengths, usually like about five-ish minutes or less. Uh, yeah, those those were really bomb. Um, I mean, I and, know. Uh, yeah, those are those are cool series. Um, like personally, with my relationship with the anime, is I used to watch it religiously up through like Gen Four, and then in the yeah. middle of that uh, just generation, I just kind of stopped and never picked it up again. And I've seen like a few random episodes here and there, and a few of the movies randomly here and there. And yeah, uh, I same. know currently they have a Pokemon Journeys, which uh, comes out on Netflix and stuff in like these bundles of a handful of twelve episodes or so. And yeah. I have not. Uh, dabbled into any of that yet either so you know it's just something you i fell off of and i uh, haven't gotten back into yeah same boat here i feel like uh there's like potential for it but like I, I, again i it, it is marketed towards uh mostly like a wider audience and especially kids so uh not us old old geezers <laughs> but uh it's, it's cool they're act they're adding official official uh pokemon play uh tournaments you know both Video game, and I'm assuming TCG and Pokemon tournament as well. So I think it's cool just to get uh, more of the branding that this can be a competitive game. There are people playing this already, and he's, these are some of the best uh, games of these uh, g tournaments and playstyles you can see from uh, past uh, competitions. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, I'll have to check it out, see if I can find myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe you are one of the highlights that they want to uh, showcase for. The, again, that general audience out there. Oh man. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on past this since this is like fringe VGC, and uh, <laughs> we, we've we've spent enough time uh, talking about that. Let's finally get into the meat of this, uh, Stephen. Um, we obviously my NDA is uh like up the uh. Yeah, I, I was not able to talk about it until the uh, the stream over the past weekend. So uh, a lot of people probably tuned into that. Uh, I don't know if anybody uh, listening to this did. I'm sure plenty of people that listen uh, that listen to the podcast checked that out. Uh, I personally did not. Um, Me neither. For for reasons uh, being that I knew the results as well as uh, I didn't really love the results because uh, <laughs> ye, spoilers. Uh, I mean. It's been known forever. Um, I my run did not go uh, as I would have liked. Um, but yeah, if, uh, if there's nothing else that you want to mention, Stephen, I'll go ahead and just kind of dive right into it. So yeah, I'll also mention like I didn't watch any of the stream because same boat. I knew all the results. I also knew that you didn't make it through um, for like this whole past month, and we've been dancing around this whole topic um, since then. But uh, we can go into detail now, and uh, yeah, you can talk about your run here. I know from the first week, we all know all this already, that you have went 5-0 and that first uh, week of play. Um, not really too curious about some of the teams, or if there's maybe there is some teams you want to talk about from that first week, but any uh, players who you knew that you played that first week before you head into the second week? Give me one moment to just kind of look at my notes here to see if I still have that saved around. Um, what who like who I played in that first week? Um, yeah, so I played against. Looking at these uh, names, I oh wait no, that's from a different tournament. Um, yeah, I don't know where I saved these. Uh oh, it was the weekend of the seventh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I I have found my games and um. Yeah, so my my round one was against somebody named. Uh, this is all just based on 
screenshots of the uh, Arcanine Labs page that I had saved. And so I really, right now all I have are their in-game trainer names. And I uh, don't remember exactly if these uh, line up well with uh, who we might know the players to be. So I'm just going to go ahead and read these in-game trainer names. And that was, uh, I played against Chris, then somebody named Bernie, uh, somebody named Mio, then uh, Sebi, and then Dayday. Uh, I'll mention specifically Dayday had a really cool team. Uh, one of the like stronger teams that I faced in the tournament. Uh, it was a team of Urshifu uh, Single Strike, so the Dark One, with a Choice Band. Uh, there was like a Rotom Heat, uh, a Glacier, uh, a Neolego, a Amongus, and a Dragapult. And uh, a lot of these just had like pretty straightforward sets. The Dragapult was just three attacks protect with Life Orb. The Neolego was that Power Meteor Beam set that we've been seeing. Uh, the Rotom was actually very annoying, not quite very common. It was Thunderbolt Overheat, Ally Switch, Will-O-Wisp. So uh, I had a lot of fun dancing around Ally Switch. And then the Glacier had an Assault Vest and obviously very little Trick Room port here. The Neolego does no Trick Room, but... The team doesn't seem to go into Trick Room often from the, my uh, initial judgment of it. And it just was a cool team. Just a, It was a very tough set. Uh, I remember getting a little bit of luck my way, but I think it was like a little bit of luck going back and forth. So uh, ultimately, I, I take it. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a brutal tournament, especially being double elimination. Um, I will have to talk more on that in the future, but I, I do think... Double elimination is pretty garbage. It's uh, not something that I'm a fan of um, for uh, VGC, uh, like uh, a online or just in general. Um, but yeah, so that uh, that concludes uh, my uh, run to five and zero. Uh, and I know going into the next week uh, because the brackets are public that I'll be going up against Wolf. Um, you know, for my first game in the next week. So I spent a lot of time practicing. Uh, uh, I guess, like, over the course of, like, two just, like, sessions where I sat down and uh, worked with uh, my friend Kunal. And we just kind of hashed out games. Um, I, I also had help from other friends, like my friend Rajan and Adi. Uh, and, you know, other advice from friends as well. But just kind of working out how to play this game. And uh, what's funny is that also uh, Wolf posted uh, his, like, practice of uh what he ended up doing for the set with uh Aaron Trailer. Uh that is something that I'll have to go watch sometime in the future. I of course am a very salty human being and so I would never learn from my losses. I would uh much rather just forget that they ever <laughs> happened. And so I have not gone back and watched that video, but I do want to uh recommend it if you want to see uh a bit of like what what was going on from the opposite perspective. I obviously don't have any video of uh what I was doing to prep, but it was a similar thing, I'm sure, where, uh, you know, you kind of just keep running games between two teams. It's kind of, uh, again, what, uh, like, I don't want to just keep sounding negative here, but one of the worst things in Pokemon, I do think that the uh, incomplete information game is, like, kind of fun. Uh, I don't, you know, love best of one surprise text. I'm not that guy that's, you know, gonna cheese you out on the ladder. I, uh, I just enjoy, like, best of three information collection and... Uh, yeah, just having things, uh, open info means that the games are normally a little bit more one-sided. Uh, anyway, uh, against Wolf, uh, I believe this was streamed. So, uh, if you do want to watch the set, uh, I'm sure it's on Pokemon's page somewhere, either in their Twitch past broadcasts, or maybe it's even up on YouTube by the point this goes out, who knows. Uh, maybe it's on Pokemon TV. 
Uh, we'll, oh, yeah. Well, we just see. talked about it. You might be able to check it out there. I also want to uh, just mention here uh, in brief, uh, last week, or I guess over the weekend maybe, when the stream was happening and stuff, that uh, you were in the thumbnail as uh, like that the link, the big box, the picture to click and click and take you to the stream. Like it showed um, Wolf Glick versus Alex Underhill. So you were the thumbnail for the stream, which is pretty cool. I, uh, I'm not surprised, honestly, with the team that I was using. It does seem to be kind of like something that uh, really stood out compared to the other teams that you see in Top 16. Uh, I, I had, I think as we've, uh, maybe, maybe we haven't addressed it on the show, but I was uh, the only uh, Regigigas and the only Weezing amongst all of Top 64. I think we have the usage stats uh, from Nimbasa City. Let me scroll all the way down yes, here. Yes, that was right. Um, yeah, the, yeah. So, yeah, you played against Wolf, and uh, that video you were mentioning about him, um, his practice with Aaron Trailer. Uh, I'm assuming he's just on his uh, YouTube channel, so Wolf if you see, I think. So, yeah, people yep. can check that out if you want. Um, another question, I don't know if we ever got this uh, spe- specifically answered on the show yet, but um, this Regigigas team you used in the tournament, um, I know you mentioned that others have also used it. How many and who were they? Oh yeah, so uh, I'm gonna have to uh, refresh my memory. It, it was like, uh, if you remember back to um, the first Players Cup, I, I was with a similar group uh, where it was. Um, I think last time it was Rajan and uh, Burns and Adi and myself using that comfy team. Uh, this time around, uh, we got rid of Rajan, uh, we were done with him, and, uh, we instead replaced him with Angel. Angel Miranda was, uh, using the, uh, Regigigas team as well in the tournament. Um, Rajan just ended up deciding that, uh, he liked another team. And so, uh, yeah, we, um, so it was, it was still four people, uh, largely the same-ish group of people running the same tournament team, though, uh, honestly not... At all related to the uh, the comfy uh, grouping. This is just kind of how it lined up. Uh, you know, this was not like, oh, hey, comfy people, what are we building next? Is it Regigigas? No, it, it just kind of came to be that it was a similar set of players. Sure, sure. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the Regigigas team um, was piloted by the four of us, and I think I was the only one to make it out of week one. So uh, I guess we have like the results of that. Yeah, none of the none of the other. Regigigas wheezing teams made it through and uh yeah i'll just like uh mention just like a, a brief summary of uh the two games against wolf even though they were already uh shown uh and that was like basically i uh i came down to an end game where i just needed to hit an overheat to win against wolf and i missed it and uh upon further analysis um you know it's important to self-reflect i uh even though I was kind of joking about it earlier, about how I would never do that. Um, I, I think I could have won the game if I had instead, you know, like, protected a Pokemon and, uh, you know, gone for, like, guaranteed damage, uh, essentially. And I, I would have been able to win the game that way. Uh, but instead, I, you know, just tried to get the overheat miss, which was very in my favor, but, you know, happens. So, uh, unfortunate. And then because of that loss, I wasn't able to uh, kind of play a more aggressive game too. I kind of, you know, got a little panicked, uh, decided to go with what was safe and uh, what kind of lost to how Wolf adapted in game two. And so that uh, that was the, the end of my winner's run and I was down to losers. Um, 
I remember knowing both of the teams I could go up against in losers because, again, the bracket was public. And I ended up going up against um, Jackson uh, Finch, uh, who goes by Mao online. And uh, this was like a Sun team with uh, some like double genies, uh, you know, the, the new Defiant Thunderous that uh, people are loving to use. Uh, it was Sun, which means Venus or Torkoal, Stack Attacka, and Indeedee Female. And uh, I was able to win this in two games, though, like, it felt very read-heavy, like I was uh, having to hard-read the lead. And uh, I, I don't think this game was aired or anything, because I think they were only showing the losers games that were, like, you know, in contention or, like, further along. So right. I imagine this wasn't aired. But, uh, yeah, d a decent game. Um, and then... In the next round, I go on to play uh, Andrew Ding, who uh, goes by Jadis or Jotties online. Uh, again, apologies to Andrew if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a team of Neilego, Cartana, Thunderous, uh, the Defiant Incarnate one, uh, Rotom Heat, uh, Urshifu, Single Strike, the Dark one, and then a Clefairy. Uh, this was actually the same team as uh, Bingji Wang, who would. Uh, move on to the finals of the, uh, of the, I guess the global finals for right. NA. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I got pretty throttled. Uh, like there was, uh, some weird interactions, but mostly j I just had to get every play right. And even if I did, I was still very like struggling to keep up. It's a, a very, very aggressive team. And uh, I just don't know if I had the tools to deal with it. Urshifu Thunderous was something I was always uh, aware of. And, like, I had a not great matchup against it. Uh, but I was, like, I had a couple of ways to play around it. But if you're playing against a very high-level player such as uh, Andrew Ding, um, it, you know, you're not going to be able to rely on them misstepping a lot. So, uh, unfortunately, I ended up just getting 2-0'd and put out of the tournament. And... Uh, just fun to note that uh, if I did end up beating Andrew, I would have just had to do it again because uh, the next uh, match was against Bingji. Uh, Andrew and Bingji, of course, had to play a mirror match for the win and in. Uh, Bingji ended up winning that mirror match. Uh, I think on like a meteor beam miss, from what I've heard from the uh, from the Twitter. Uh, oh I yeah, guess. I do recall that actually. So um, yeah, Bingji ended up moving on to finals like that. It's kind of funny going into that last round. That team was guaranteed to move on to finals. It was just a matter of who would do it. Uh, so yeah, they were Bingji and Andrew are like a very strong power couple. I hope they're not uh, bothered at all by me calling them this. But yeah, they are just like two players that uh, work together, often use the same team, and obviously have had very strong showings in 2020 and the fact that the two of them work together is just kind of scary for anybody else in the tournament because they they create these very aggressive very strong teams that you know are obviously in the hands of very capable players so uh really really cool team this time around i really enjoyed the uh neil ego you know that uh power meteor beam one that's been going around now and getting a bit more common ever since this tournament it's a really really cool set yeah, definitely. So those two players obviously made strong deep runs into Players Cup 2. Um, Andrews unfortunately ended, but uh, Bangji moved on to Global Finals, and we'll talk about some of our finalists here in a few seconds. But um, I just want to get uh, your last, I guess, um, take or your last thoughts on your run in Players Cup 2 here. Yeah, so uh, ultimately, um, I am not sad about losing to... Andrew, 
I think that if I just won in winners, I think I made it through. And so uh, it's a, it's important to keep winning in double elimination. This is why I think double elimination is uh, a little bit dumb, but uh, like not just the fact that uh, I have to win less games if I remain in winners, but I also just had a much easier path uh, matchup wise if I remained in winners. Uh, if I ended up beating Wolf, I would have gone on to play Donald. Uh, who I, I've talked with Donald, and uh, I, we think the matchup was at least a little bit Regigigas favored. Um, it was uh, ultimately going to come down to uh, how he played it. I did not prepare at all for my match against Donald, um, so I uh, would have just had to see how it went. But uh, Donald ended up beating Wolf, and then um, we saw uh, Nick Navarre Nails, who went undefeated um, to make it into the finals. And then, of course, uh, Wolf made it in uh in the loser side after a win over Kimo Nishimura in the last round. So those were the four finalists for the North American region. Uh Nick Navarre, Donald Smith, uh Junior, Bingji Wang, and Wolf Glick. And uh the teams, uh I feel like we've mentioned the teams a bunch of times throughout the show. <laughs> uh like uh, I guess uh, Wolf's team I maybe didn't mention in full at any point during these past couple of weeks, but that was a Tapu Fini, Moltres, Glacier, Dustclops, Regieleki, Cartana, and uh, that was uh, the other teams have been mentioned a bunch because these results have been out forever. Yeah. So plus we've had Nick on the show talking about his team. We had Donald on the show talking about his team. He's talked of great detail detail about Benji's and Wolf's is also. Pretty, uh, I guess, like a common standard team as well as it's been public for a long while now, too. Yeah, I mean, as it goes with Wolf teams, you know, uh, it's just, uh, you know, he, he's going to post about it. He's going to, you know, uh, make videos about it. So, uh, you know, as, as always, go check out his channel if you want to learn more about that team in specific. Uh, there's a, a bunch of other players in the top 16 of NA, but we're not really going to talk about those. Those results have been out forever. It's old, old news. Uh, I'll go ahead and briefly mention the uh, top finishers from the other regions. So, do Oceana last? Yeah, we should probably talk do about that last. one last. I, mean, I think, I think it's in order anyway. So we're gonna go through Europe. Europe. Uh, we saw Miguel Pedraza Caballero um, make it through. David Kutesh, uh, uh making it through winners again. I do want to, you know, give a brief. Uh, I guess it's not shout out, but shout out. Major to, props, uh, Dave. <laughs> to, yeah, props to David for this. Uh, you know, two seven zero runs through Players Cup, uh, both times with Sun, uh, with these like very interesting, just like off teams. Like you know, it, it's stuff that like are common Pokemon, just like not exactly common com compositions. Last time, I was a big fan of that weakness policy and Cinderor team that uh, David ended up using. Uh, I know you ended up yeah, uh, testing that I. team a bit. <laughs> yeah, so that team was awesome. And then, uh, you know, doing it with Sun again, but with a bit of a different build. I don't think we see Tapu Fini on Sun very often. And, uh, yeah, just kind of dominating the competition. Uh, on the uh, uh, loser side of the qualifiers, we saw Davide Carrere, uh, who I've actually had the uh, pleasure to play uh, twice in the same tournament at NAIC 19, if I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've actually played David or Davide uh twice. Um and Marcus Sponhol Sponholes. Uh Sponholes? Sponholes, Sponholes. Uh I said your name a lot. Hopefully one of the pronunciations was right. Probably none of them though. I think it's uh, Sponholz. Sponholz. Because it's German. 
But there's no T. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we did not mention these teams, so I probably should mention that Miguel uh, Pedraza Caballero has uh, Rillaboom, Colossal, Urshifu, Unlabeled type. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can confirm. It's probably the, um, it's the water one. Colossal. Uh, like people have been doing silly, silly dark Urshifu dark. Uh, Come on, man. Teams. Okay, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna like hundred uh, percent. Uh, clarify this that um, Aaron Zing wrote an article about what to watch for for Pl- Pokemon Players Cup 2 Global Finals and they got Miguel's team comp and it was a water Urshifu. Oh, you're right. That is literally on the page here. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, yeah, uh, David Kutesh's team, Tepafini, Thunderous, Incarnate, uh, Torkoal, Glacier, Porygon 2, and Venusaur. Uh, Davide Carrere had Tapu Fini, Incineroar, uh, Urshifu, Dark from actually what I've seen online. I'm pretty sure that's Dark. Glacier, Dusclops, and Regieleki. Uh, that actually, uh, is it? No, it's not one off Wolf's team. It's two. The, these teams start to blend together when they have these common cores. Um, then, uh, Marcus, Spawn Holes. Uh, man, I need to stop saying that name. We're going to move on, Marcus. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to try not to say your name anymore. Uh, Rillaboom, Incineroar, Urshifu, uh, I'm assuming Dark, but I don't remember. Uh, Metagross, Porygon 2, and Thunderous Incarnate. So, so I think, going... Go ahead, go ahead. I think, um, like, one of the most notable things coming out of this uh, bra- regional bracket here is the uh, Colossal Team, again. So, um, this is one of two Colossal Teams that made it into Global Finals. We'll see if uh, these, pe- these players stick with them, or if uh, we see some more, perhaps, but... Um, just really cool build adapted for Series 7 with uh, Ndidi as a Ndidi female for redirection. You got Celesteela as a, you know, bulk in the back if you need it. Otherwise, like, they're the other four of Rillaboom, Colossal, Urshifu, and uh, Dragapult are all stuff, like, we've seen on, like, uh, the Colossal builds in Series 5. So, I think it's a really cool uh, adaptation. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what Miguel does for uh, Global Finals or what has happened already in Global Finals from Miguel. So... Um, mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of this team. Yeah, Cole is a uh, really cool uh Pokemon, and no, no attempt at a pun there, but like a uh, just the the residual damage from the G Max moves are uh, really, really strong. Uh, it's just very uh, kind of it's just kind of cool to be able to uh do so much damage over time. Uh, that it can get like even if you can just get off that one move, uh, it can really uh help the game go in your favor. Uh, speaking of Cole, it's actually the first team from uh, a the Latin America region. Uh, Federico Torano, who I believe goes by Avatar Fede online, uh, made it through with the team of Togekiss, Colossal, Urshifu. Uh, again, I want to say it's Water, um, and then Glacier, uh, Dragapult, and Cartana. So uh, I guess yeah, just like another slight variant. The Rillaboom uh, was now replaced with a Cartana. And yep. Incineroar is now a Glacier. The Togekiss remained a Togekiss, and the other three are also remaining the same. Very likely, you know, maybe some move set tweaks here and there. Uh, actually, uh, there's a, a link to the paste here. I can just click it. So uh, this was, in fact, uh, Urshifu Water. Uh, and then I don't feel like doing a full analysis of what other things are the same or different. Um, if you do want to do that yourself, you can always check out the team on NibasaCityPost.com. Um... Going down the line, though, Jean-Paul Lopez-Buiza. Hopefully I said that correct. Um, Jean-Paul is a very strong player. 
uh, from the Latin American region, uh, who we've seen uh, a good amount in the past uh, couple of years. I think uh, Jean-Paul had a good 2019, yes. if I remember correctly. Yep. <laughs> uh, Landorus, Incineroar, Amoongus, Moltres, Spectrier, and Regielecki. Uh Yeah, Spectrier uh, uh, is a really just crazy Pokemon if you're allowed to do... Um, you know, uh, you feel allowed to take KOs basically because of that uh, spooky nay, you know, that grim nay. Um, other than that, we talked a lot about Spectre on the past uh, episode, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, it's John Paul's like standout Pokemon on this team. Like, uh, there's a lot of setup built around this team with uh, an assistance from Incineroar and Amoongus doing their thing with Fake Out and uh, Redirection. So, um, a lot of setup on the team looks pretty standard, except for that Spectre, which is um, kind of an oddball. With uh, respect to the rest of the teams, as well as the, you know, this uh, composition. Next, in the, these are the players that those are the two winners. Uh, from the loser side, we saw Gabriel uh, Agati, uh, otherwise known as Agati. Uh, you know, very prominent player in the scene uh, with a team of Landorus, Incineroar, Rotom Wash, Clefairy, Dragapult, and Kartana. And uh, while it only has uh, four of the same members. Uh, it does seem very reminiscent of uh, the team that uh, Audi used, and uh, I guess uh, Gavin Michaels as well. Uh, Dance, Gavin, Dance. You know the uh, the team that revolved around the core of Dragapult plus Clefairy, uh, what with uh, Rotom Wash as well. You know, just kind of providing Dragon Dance or Nasty Plot setup next to Redirection. Incineroar there to provide Fake Out. Landorus maybe also has a setup or is just there to provide more Intimidate support and the ground coverage that uh, is lost because Excure Drill was changed to a Kartana. Kartana still there to be the Steel type. Um, and I guess uh, if we're talking about like roll swaps, there was a Togekiss on the team, I believe, and so Landorus is uh, just another Flying type. Um, maybe that was the what the roll needed to do. I guess the Fairy moved to Clefairy, I guess. Um uh, well, the Clefairy was always there, but yeah, the, the fairy part was absorbed by Clefairy. Now Clefairy is a fairy fairy type, you're right. Fairy squared. Uh, fairy squared. Another, another important no, uh, note to bring up about Gabriel is that he, as well as David, are the only two um, players who have qualified into Global Finals from both the first Players' Cup and Players' Cup 2. So again, big and huge props to Gabriel for uh, accomplishing this as well. Steven, just call him Agati. Everyone calls him Agati. Okay. Agati. Props to Agati and David for making <laughs> uh, Players Cup 2 Global Finals. I don't know. It's such a big deal. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It just sounds so weird. Anyway, the last player is uh, Juan Nar, who goes by Don uh, or Don VGC uh, with the team of Rillaboom, Entei, Politoed, Kingdra, uh, Raichu, and Celesteela. And, uh, yeah, that's all there is to say about, um, this team, really. Um, the, the paste is there. I think that, uh, it's interesting to note, I guess, that rain is here. You know, it's not something you see ever, uh, really. It's not even something that I would have, uh, say I considered in my preparation for the tournament. And maybe that's why I was able to have such a uh, strong finish here. I think so. Like, um, a big part of it is that, um... A lot of these Pokemon are Pokemon we've we had already in Series Five, and uh, you know Entei and Celesteel, you know, help patch up some of the matchups for Rain. And there's actually a big uh, write up about this specific team um, on the article from Aaron Zhang on Pokemon.com. So if you want to check out more details about this one, 
Um, it's there, but there's, you know, Rillaboom to help cover with uh, coverage, and uh, Raichu's there with Lightning Rod to help sell Steel, as well as the Raincore part of the team. So, um, you know, it's unique in this field where you typically don't see the strategy anymore. I don't know if I'm going to remember to uh, mention this later, but uh, in the Aaron Zhang write-up, uh, he talks about, uh, you know, Bingji and Andrew Ding's team, and uh, the summary, or whatever, the title for the team is Gotta Go Fast, and I just wonder if that's, like, I guess it's not trademarked by, like, Sega and Sonic or whatever, <laughs> but that's just kind of funny that it's on the Pokemon website. Anyway. It's just, like, Sonic's catchphrase, right? It's not like it's a... It's not trademarked, is it? It's just a catchphrase. I don't think it is, but it's just kind of funny to see it anyway. Um, it is a very common thing just throughout the internet, I feel. So, yeah. Um, yeah, going down the line. Um, I guess we're in Oceania the... now. All right. <laughs> we're into Oceania. So this is uh, a fun one uh, to talk about because, um, uh, spoilers, once again, Oceania will be sending three representatives to the finals uh, actually, interesting to note that this page has been edited, uh, at least from when it was originally posted, to kind of reflect that uh, the qual- the players qualified do not... Uh, Correct. <laughs> ha, yeah. Anyway, uh, so from the winner's side, we have Caleb Wijasinha. Uh, man, Wijasinha. Apologies uh, if that's uh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, probably very wrong, and I am very sorry. So uh, that is a team of Tapu Fini, Landorus, Therian. I should be specifying these Landorus. Uh, I have not been. But yeah, the Landorus so all throughout so far have been Landorus, Therian. There have not been any sneaky Landorus Incarnate that have snuck by Dang you, uh, listener. Uh, <laughs> Thunderous Incarnate. Uh, I should also mention that I'm going to just stop specifying Thunderous because there have been no Thunderous uh, Therian <laughs> that have uh, snuck by you uh, as well. So yeah, if if you're hearing Landorus and Thunderous, they are always the forms that you see in VGC. Uh, Heatran, Heatran form, uh, Urshifu, don't know form, and, uh, a Grimmsnarl, don't know if it's GMAX or not. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna keep this going through the whole thing, though. We've got, uh, Sean Ranzani, uh, who also, uh, made it through on the winner's side with a team of Charizard, Venusaur, Rillaboom, Torkoal, pausing there because, like, wow, we have, like, four types across four Pokemon, but, like, yeah, we just got, like, this fire, fire, grass, grass core. Uh, rounding it out with a Mimikyu and a Stack Attacka. Uh, yeah, just kind of going all in on Grass Fire Spam. Kind of fun. Yeah, that's just like, yeah, Sun Spam, Grass Spam, and it's a Sunroom team. Like a, a classic, classic with a spin. Yes. Uh, on the loser side of things, we see Will Tom, Thunderous, uh, with a team of uh, Will Tom, with a team of Thunderous, Marowak, Alola. Glacier, Urshifu, unknown form. Uh, I mean, I think it's dark, but uh, I don't know for sure. Uh, Porygon two and Neolego. And lastly, where things get interesting. Uh, huh. So, uh, the the last name listed here is uh, Yuyatada, uh, otherwise known as uh, I think YT, or maybe people just call uh, this player YT online for uh, short. Not sure if that's a name they go by, but uh, they had a team of Togekiss, Incineroar, Rotom Wash, Sylveon, Regieleki, and Dragapult. And uh, this player did not move on to the Global Finals, despite being listed as fourth here. And no, this is not because there's some kind of kickoff invitational to give the final slot to some top player. Uh, this was actually 
because uh, Yuya could not proof uh, could not provide proof of residency uh, for the um, Australia, uh, you know, like the Oceania region, or New Zealand. which has uh, been boiled down to uh, Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, so. Uh, Yu Yotada is actually a infamous player in the scene because they uh, they've collected I think travel awards for the Australian region uh, despite being a player from Japan uh, and being banned in the Japan circuit for cheating. So uh, I, I don't want to give specifics on the cheating because I don't want to spread misinformation. Uh, I do believe I have an idea. And uh, you might be able to find out yourself through, uh, I guess, like asking around or uh, maybe Googling it, researching into it. But uh, yeah, Yuya was, I do know that Yuya is banned from the Japanese circuit for cheating and uh, was also kind of exploiting uh, like a fake address or something to be able to play in the uh, Oceania region. Yeah, using and was, some kind of loopholes in uh, from this you know whole Oceania or- ordeal here. Um Really quick, or I guess I did not know about um, Yuya's situation in Japan. Like, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Um, I think something important to note is uh, Alex has known this for a while now, but uh, I'm just going to make this known to the public. The Twitter thing, like, you know, just Twitter as a website and in general. Um, I don't visit that. I don't visit that too often. Like, uh, even within this last month, I've just been completely logged off and everything i only go log on and do things for uh this show specifically um nowadays for it but i've been like mia from that site recently within the last month and a half but um getting back to yuya anyway is like i don't even know about this in the first place like apparently there's some sort of cheating scandal or whatever situation in japan and this is uh, again not a good look from them in this situation here with the players cup I guess both players cups, right? I'm assuming that they would have played in the first one too, but this is uh, I, this is just like a not not a good look on Yuya's character, to be honest. Yeah, so I want to mention that uh, Yuya is not very much appreciated by anyone in the uh, Oceania community. Uh, at least I don't want to uh, make you know statements for anybody in a community I'm not a part of uh, generalizing, but uh, from a lot of players in the Oceania region, I have seen gripes and uh, concerns because uh, it's not exactly fair that their travel awards are being snatched up by a player that doesn't actually reside in their region. Uh, there's been, and this was, uh, and I know that the, the cheating scandal is uh, not terribly recent news. Like this has been going on since at least 2019, maybe even 2018. Uh, yeah, you, this is uh, nice to su- finally see. And I, I'm sorry to just kind of be blatantly slandering a player on the, uh, the show here, but this is kind of nice to see that a uh, cheater is finally getting, punished uh by pokemon um you know we we saw that uh back in the first players cup with uh conan and so uh it's just kind of crazy uh that something like this has um happened again i don't remember if you qualified for players cup one through the oceana region i would not be surprised if they did because uh despite everything uh they are a, a strong player so uh right uh, uh you just you still a strong player i know we've seen them in you know multiple top cuts of uh past live events um when those are still happening within the last two years or so and um you know it's i think it's really sad and unfortunate just you know what we've all had to put up with um for both players cup one and two with some of these uh strange situations with these players um 
this is uh this is a good thing though what has happened with uh yuya you know you know not not having the residency in the oceana region means you shouldn't have been qualifying qualifying in the uh this tournament anyway so this is uh you know it's, it's sad to see we only have 15 technically in this one for the uh global finals but this was the this is the right and correct move here uh, and so, uh, I guess like a, a minor spoiler for the, uh, tournament though, if any, if you could just put two and two together, you'd realize that, uh, the, this means that somebody will be getting a buy in the, uh, the coming tournament, the global finals. Um, there's of not exactly a way to work around this, uh, you know, now that you have 15 players instead of 16, uh, I'm not sure what they would do. There's not... Again, not exactly seeding going into the tournament. You know, everybody that is 7-0 from a region is on equal footing. Uh, they, uh, I think they seeded it so that players would not play anyone within their region in the first round, especially. I don't know. Uh, well, I feel like it is probably random. Um, just like they did the first Players' Cup Global Finals, and like I remember the kickoff invitational was pretty random too. I feel like they were all randomized, and if it seems that they're not playing from the same region, like that just ended up how it ended up being. No, no, I'm almost certain that there's a uh, deliberate seeding to this, uh, Stephen. Not okay. So from like a not so from like a a skill perspective, and like giving everybody a seed one through sixteen, but so more so like. Uh, they they make sure that there's no inner region matchups in the first round and like th try to avoid those as long as they can. Uh, okay, at that's least fair. From, from my from my knowledge, uh, I do think that is intentional because otherwise it would kind of defeat the point of going to the global finals to just go up against those players that you would have played in the next round of the uh, regional bracket. That is a good point. Yeah. I want to uh, bounce back to a uh, previous tangent where Steven was kind of bringing up Twitter. Uh, I do think that it, it is kind of interesting and uh, kind of uh, weird where we're at now as a uh, VGC community. Uh, you know, Twitter is just kind of like the home of the VGC community. There's not like a great uh, website or other uh, platform that we all kind of congregate on, you know, we, we've had sites throughout time that have tried to be the one and that we've seen success from some, but uh, nothing that's like stuck super well. And, uh, you know, like forums are dying, like they're a dying medium, uh, for, you know, for better or for worse. Uh, they, they definitely have their uh, pros and cons. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see uh, that, you know, we're, we're all just kind of on Twitter and that's where this information is passed around. And so I don't like blame Steven for being kind of out of the loop or, you know, anybody else listening to this if you're not, you know, following the right accounts on Twitter. Uh, not that I follow like any secret accounts that uh, have like news. There's still stuff that I miss, of course, um, with, between regional drama or regional information that uh, is outside of, you know, my NA bubble. Uh, it, it there, it's just kind of tough to uh, you know get your hand on everything in VGC when everything's so spread out. Uh, there's no you know official congregation other than Twitter, which is a uh, social media platform that kind of pushes everything away the day after it's posted. You know you you don't really reflect on uh, old tweets and like you know go back to bring up old discussions. Uh, it, it's just a constant moving meme machine. So it's. Uh, it's kind of crazy that uh, that's really all we've got. Yeah, I also think it's important to mention the um, 
to specific to specify about the you know attempts at you know having this conglomerate sort of a site or place to find information and that is uh i want to specify that this was after the fall of nugget bridge um again this was like the winter of 2016 when um, nugget bridge got hacked and then was never recovered after that and then we've uh we've kind of we were a bunch of people were already on Twitter already, but then the community like uh, gradually entirely or like, you know, majority of them moved over to Twitter there. Right. And, um, you know, we've had attempts at trying to get this conglomerate uh, place for VGC. We had like Trainer Tower. We've had VGC Victory Road. And I appreciate everything they all do. Um, and now we're kind of with we're trying to work with um, the Reddit with the uh, VGC subreddit. Right. So there's another place you can go to, but it's, you're right. It's, uh, all the news, all the information and all like the resources are kind of spread out all over the place. Like YouTube, yes. all these different sites everywhere. And it can be really hard to find, um, find like the, I guess the best place to get everyone back to. And not everyone is going to agree on where to move next, but that's, uh, I want to bring us back to Nugget Bridge a little bit. Like that was, uh, for people who don't know, this was essentially, a uh, website that had forums, that had articles, that had all the top players there um, at the time. This ran from the summer of 2012 to the winter of 2016, the uh, truly the golden era of EGC, uh, pun intended, because of the Nugget Bridge logo. Um, they're gold. They're golden. Uh, the golden, the big nugget, the color there. Um, but like. It was, it was a place we all knew to get where to gather. This is where you come for VGC for everything. Um, for your trades, for uh, requesting trainer battles, for getting feedback, for um, just seeing like team reports and everything was there. So um, it's, it is a very strange place we are in right now. <laughs> but I miss Nugget Bridge a lot. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Um, I, I do wonder like if there even is a uh, perfect medium because then like, uh, you, you know, Nugget Bridge was great and all, but it was... We need something, like, official, and, like, that's why it was, like, exciting to see, like, you know, these official Players' Cup discords, but they're, like, you know, super locked off, they're strictly for the tournament, and uh, dead afterwards, like, I'm still in the Players' Cup 1, uh, turn, uh, Players' Cup 1 discord, but it, it, I don't have permission to post in any channel, you know, there, there's nothing to do here, uh, nothing to really keep up with, um, and then the the same thing for the Players Cup two Discord. It, it's gonna eventually uh, just kind of cease to exist, die basically down. And uh, it'd be cool if Pokemon did something like a um, official Discord, you know, some official place to kind of gather for VGC questions. It'd be great for uh, them to like plug it on the main website. Again, this is just me asking them to do like the not like the bare minimum, but if they could do anything more to just make VGC more accessible, it'd be kind of crazy for the game um you know we it's kind of sad to think that uh, this could have been such a big year for uh vgc we saw great numbers with uh sword and shield um uh like we were really about to kind of strike back with uh, attendance numbers uh after a very weak 2019 um just dwindling numbers across the board uh so it, it's uh i'm hoping that with the uh with everyone missing live events and all the players that have been brought into the game online from the Players' Cup to anything else that's been going on over the whole uh, 2020 year, this, uh, you know, attempts at uh, playing VGC during a pandemic. I, I really hope that when we do return to live events, we see 
a uh, good showing because I, I do imagine there's a good number of players that will uh, have lost from the uh, transition to full online uh, and then, you know, the transition back. But uh, I'm hoping that we can make up for that with uh, players gained. Thankfully, you you all almost lost me. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost left because of the uh, events ending. But anyway, um, you know, if you were to ask a Pokemon representative, like like sending a support ticket about, is there any official place to find information about competitive, uh, you know, aspects and features of the game that I can learn more? They're just going to redirect you to Pokemon.com slash strategy. Yeah, <laughs> just go yeah to the that's, website. A, that's, that's all you need, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, that's... Uh, you know, let, let's uh, let's get back to uh, global finals here a bit. So we heard about the 15 that are going to be in the tournament here. Now, um, this is something important we need to bring up. I guess specifically about Alex, what you know right now. Um, but I wanted to talk about who I think might win here. So, um, obviously, all 50 or all 15 players in here are strong players. They have proven that. They've shown that, and we've had some great results from them in the past. But um, I'm still, some of the favorites I'm picking out here are, again, David Kutesh, big fan of um, him and the teams he brings. So I'm hoping he has a uh, deep run in this tournament. I'm also looking uh, looking a lot out of the uh, Colossal teams that both Federico Toronto from Latin America and uh, Miguel Caballero from um, Europe used maybe to have deep runs in the global finals as well. And uh, I'm looking to see what some of our uh, comrades in North America can do, too. So, like, Nick and Donald, some of our uh, um, friends of the show here, um, we'll see what they can do in the tournament. Yeah, and uh, I have been uh, spoiled on it just because, again, from uh, Twitter, uh, just kind of people posting things around, uh, kind of indicating at the winner of the tournament. Uh, If you do want to avoid spoilers, I guess just, you know, stay off social media. By the time this is posted... Um, it might be just before the, uh, airing of the show, it's going to be, uh, or the, the stream, uh, the, that will be going up this weekend. It'll be, uh, broadcasted live. The results of this are a bit, um, less public because, uh, you know, it's a much smaller crowd. Uh, pretty much everybody in there was like under NDA, if I, I would have to guess. And so, uh, yeah, the results are not quite nearly as public. And, uh, yeah, you'll have to check those out live if you want to find out who won the Players' Cup and with what team. Uh, I do recommend checking that out. Um, yeah, I don't have any prediction on the winner, though, just because I do, uh, unfortunately, already know the result. Yes, it also seems like uh, you'll be skipping out on watching the Global Final stream as well, then. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, again, once you know the result of a Pokemon tournament, it just isn't the same. So uh, I don't think I'll be watching it. Uh, I do want to briefly mention here uh, that we didn't really talk about the uh, the write up from Aaron Zhang. Uh, you know, it it is a write up. Uh, like you probably should just go, uh, you know, read it. You know, I don't want to steal credit from uh, Aaron's article here. Uh, we've uh, mentioned things here and there, but if you want to get the full details, uh, go check that out on Pokemon.com. Um, and yeah, you can read about what to expect. You know, uh, Aaron also goes into detail about some of the teams that were used to qualify uh you know it's going to be a good primer for the tournament this weekend yes absolutely definitely check it out it's on uh, pokemon.com you can uh, find it there and read all about what the the preview for uh, essentially the global final Star players cup 2 um you know that's uh pretty much the show here as for me for watching the global final stream um i'm gonna be busy with the pokemon go community day weekend um this upcoming weekend so i again will not likely be able to catch most of the global finals uh to watch 
And I don't know if I'm going to go back to watch any of the matches either. So uh, we'll see. We'll see with that and what we uh, you know, are able to develop for next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, next week we should be able to talk about the results of this tournament. So uh, do look into, do look forward to that. Uh, we're going to be able to just kind of finally go back to normal. Like, I know this was also a return to normalcy, but it was still a little bit weird covering things that we've already known. Um, yeah, it's going to be a little. It's going to be nice to just be able to talk about a tournament result, uh, you know, right after it's happened. <laughs> That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. That will be nice. And uh, I guess another nice benefit for this group here is that they only had a week. Um, they only have a, an extra week of the NDA because this just airs the week after compared to like the kickoff invitational or the Players' Cup global finals from the first one. Um, they had like a two week hiatus from playing to the stream. So I guess these 15 are luckier. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to keep this secret nearly as long, especially not nearly as long as uh, Santino. Yeah, that, that would have been rough. But um, again, everyone, the Global Finals are going to be this weekend. The stream of it, they've already happened. We already have a, a secret secret winner. But um, I, everyone, I think uh, that's going to do it for our show this week. So, you know, we finally got to hear about Alex's run. And it was quite a deep run. Ultimately, you finally uh, finished in the North American bracket, tied for seventh place, I believe. So, uh, you know, great work there. We'll see what happens with the future. And that's going to do it for our show. So, Everyone, you can f- send your comments, questions, and feedback about our show to our email, vgchypervoice at gmail.com. You can tell your friends about us if they're interested in a show about competitive Pokemon that they can find us here on the Hypervoice. And you can also find our show on a variety of different podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify are some of the highlight ones there. And you can also find the show on Facebook and on Twitter at the Hypervoice. Lastly, you can follow the two of us personally on Twitter as well. You can follow me at Super Morioka. And Alex, where can people follow you? You can follow me at Lexicon VGC. Thank you, the listener, so much for listening. And stay tuned for more of the Hyper Voice. Alola.